Um, <laughs> well, now that I have this stupid thing written out, I feel really <laughs> stupid saying it. So I guess I'll just say it. Okay. Hello, and welcome to episode three of the podcast that shall not be named. I am your host, Kyle, and with me as always, your co-host... Melanie. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to start off with, I want to... Melanie, I just kind of want to throw this out there. Um, I've been having some weird dreams. I, I got sick on Thursday, and, um, you know, when you get sick, you normally have, like, a lot of weird dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one this morning, uh, right before I woke up, uh, where somebody was coming over to my house. Um, I don't know who it was. I don't remember that particular detail. Um, all I remember is that they asked me to make them a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> um, and so I'm making the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and halfway through, so I've like put the peanut butter on one side and I'm about to go for the, the jelly. And I realize, um, the only thing I have in the, in the refrigerator is, um, grape jam, not jelly. Uh-huh. Um, and so then the only other thing I remember about the dream is me apologizing for having jam instead of jelly <laughs> because of how much jam sucks. <laughs> and I woke up and realized that, so uh, last weekend I went to the grocery store and bought some uh, stuff to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh-huh. And um, I ended up accidentally buying jam instead of jelly. <laughs> so this is a sort of uh-huh. a real... Uh, real world uh, scenario, right? Where I, you know, when I was buying it, I was like, "Yeah, jam, jelly—they're both pretty much the same, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, jam sucks. <laughs> it's really awful. It has like this awful consistency. I mean, it, I guess it kind of tastes similar to jelly, mm-hmm. but jelly has kind of a, um, I don't know, like a less liquidy consistency. Like it's okay. not. Um, it's not like a homogenous consistency, or it is yeah. a homogenous consistency. Yeah, okay. Whereas jelly is sort of, uh, it kind of, when you spread it around on your piece of bread, it has like these little globules. That, I mean, you can't mm-hmm. really spread it out evenly, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Unless, you, I guess, maybe you could spend a lot of time trying, but. Uh, anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> dreams. <laughs> your dreams. So, jam sucks. I'm trying to think if I've even had jam anytime recently i've had jelly recently yeah the only time that i really like jam is when uh like when you go to ihop and you get toast for whatever reason like, yeah normally i won't go to ihop and just get toast like normally you have the <laughs> option of getting toast and pancakes or toast uh-huh. or pancakes sometimes i'll get toast and pancakes <laughs> um but the only time I'll, I'll ever use jam is those little containers of like uh strawberry jam yeah because they're cute yeah, and because strawberry jam actually tastes really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like apricot. Don't they have like apricot jam? Dad always liked that. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if I like, like something it. Dad would it. like. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so but also I think maybe I've just never had um, a strawberry jelly or an apricot jelly. You only ever see those in jam form. So when you when, when you eat those... You're not expecting, you know, some different texture. You're expecting the jam texture. But when you eat, yeah. you know, grape jam instead of grape jelly, it's just it's just not the same. I'm trying to think, though. I've had... So we have strawberry... I thought it was jelly, but I don't know if it's jelly or jam. 
You're not sure if what you have is jelly or jam? No. Well, <laughs> it comes in the little glass container. Well, yeah. Like a Smucker's. Yeah, so here's the problem. At the grocery store um, where they have all the jellies and jams, they're all <laughs> basically in the same section. They both have the exact same jar, the exact uh-huh. same label, except one says jam and one says jelly. Mm. So it's really kind of hard to know. Yeah. Unless you're, you know, paying attention. <laughs> right. Well, bummer about your jam, dude. Yeah. Uh, I had this other dream, and I've actually posted a little bit on Facebook about it. Um, it wasn't really a dream. It was just sort of a thought I had when I was waking up. Uh, <laughs> and it was, uh, in this economy, it pays to be unscented. Um, I don't so after I woke up I sort of pieced together like that was just sort of a feeling that I had not really a thought or you know a dream it was just like yeah you know what in this economy (laughs) Um, but also part of it was that the the economy was unscented as well oh I don't know how that really works but (laughs) after I woke up I pieced it together Whereas in in this uh, uh, economy, uh, which is also unscented, it pays to be unscented. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> A totally normal thing to think when you wake up. <laughs> sure. Do you have any, uh, do you ever have any, like, really weird dreams when you get sick? Like, dreams where you sort of just wake up and you're like, what the hell was that? Um... Well, I tend to have really weird dreams, like, all the time. I think I actually dream less, or I remember my dreams less when I'm sick. Um, yeah, I, mean, I already posted about the one I had the other day, that I hugged Obama. Um, he was incredibly tall. And actually, so, I actually had a dream about Lauren, because she was, like, working for Obama, and... Um, and had invited me to, like, come and meet him or something. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, she was, like, really busy and on top of everything. And I guess at one point, Obama was, like, by himself in this parking garage <laughs> for some reason. And uh, I was like, oh, I better go say hi to him. Like, why isn't anybody talking to him? And so I went over and I, like, I went to shake his hand. And then he, like, stood up and was incredibly tall. And then uh, I just hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, so, pressed my face against his shirt. So, how tall was he? I mean, you're you're pretty tall, right? You're, like... Yeah, six, I'm about 5'7". Five, five, five. My face was at his belly button. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, like... I guess it was probably more like I had become a child than he became, like, some tall giant or something. Um, so, yeah, I, like, pressed my face into his shirt. And uh, he, like, patted me on the head. (laughs) And then he handed me a ballpoint pen and said, this is for your writing. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't sick when I had that dream, so I don't know. So so you normally just have really weird dreams? Yeah, pretty much all the time. Without any sort of, I don't know, like a higher body temperature that's maybe affecting the chemicals in your brain? (laughs) Yeah. You're just yeah, sort of I mean, naturally even, in that state. Yeah, 
even before I was pregnant, because they say pregnancy can often make you have really vivid dreams. Oh, well, maybe that's why uh, you had that dream where you were sort of a child and Obama was maybe. sort of a parent. You know, I've had these dreams. I've ha- I have had certain dreams. So maybe this, maybe this relates to having sick dreams, because I have had pregnancy dreams. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> but in, so I've had two of them, and in both cases... Um, I am, I was pregnant, close to delivering, and then something happened where, like, I went to sleep, or I just, in some alternate universe, was not pregnant for a while, and then when I came back to being pregnant, um, it was, like, months after my baby was born, and I didn't recall having ever given birth to the baby, <laughs> and mom had been taking care of it. <laughs> And the first time I had this dream, um, she had named the baby <laughs> without, like, without me knowing. And she, she was like, "It's a lovely German name, Teresinka." Teresinka. Yeah, like Teresa with Inka on the end. Okay, was it a boy or a girl? Uh, I think it was a boy. <laughs> And I was like, but we're not even German. Like, I don't even understand why you gave the baby this name. And and then I had I had the same dream again the other day. Um, and the baby was like three months old. And again, mom had been taking care of it. And I had to like drive to wherever she was living to like go pick up my baby. And, um, and, <laughs> and the baby was wearing um, paper bags as diapers. <laughs> <laughs> like little like lunch bags and mom was like here's your baby and then um she i think i think in that one she named it oliver which is a character in a book that i've been writing so that kind of makes sense but um she was like yeah you can go and change the baby's diaper and i was like i don't even understand how this works and, like holding these lunch bags and i'm like do you cut holes in them like i don't even know so, yeah, so I haven't actually, like, I guess most people who have, like, pregnancy nightmares probably dream about, like, killing the baby or, uh, you know, the pain of childbirth. And for me, I always just skip the childbirth and meet my baby, like, weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe your your fear is more like, I don't know how I'm supposed to take care of this baby. Like, one day it's going to be thrust upon me. And, yeah, maybe you know, that's it. I'm not even going to know how to change diapers at that point. Is that kind of... yeah. And I won't even get to name it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, have you looked into, uh, like, have you looked online just, like, searching around to see what other, like, what normal dreams are when people are pregnant? Or I haven't. It, I pro- you haven't? I probably should. It might be funny. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering, you know how, like, um, almost everyone has a dream at some point in their life where, uh, where like, their teeth are falling out? Yeah. Or, uh, like, where you're in the backseat of a car and somehow you're driving it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever had that one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody has these kind of dreams. And I'm just wondering if there's, like, some common pregnancy dream that everyone's having. You know, I don't know. I think um, all I've ever heard is that they just become more vivid. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. But... If I, I mean, aside from those two dreams, when I have recurring dreams when I'm, like, stressed out or something, um, it's usually that people are being completely unreasonable, but but I'm the only one who notices. 
<laughs> and then I end up just yelling at everybody in my dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I woke up uh, from one of those dreams a couple weeks ago, and it was about um, it was about our English program, and um, and so there were specific like people that were in the dream that uh, that I was just like really really mad at, and I woke up and I was like still mad at them, um, and had spent like it was one of those dreams too where like you start to wake up. Um, before it's over, but I was so mad that nobody was listening to me that I, like, stayed in the dream to yell at them. Um, and then I woke up all, all angry. <laughs> that's, uh, that's kind of bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know how much, uh, stock you take in, um, is that the right phrase? How much you put in, uh, mm-hmm. what dreams actually mean. Because it right. seems like a lot of times uh, dreams like really are metaphors for something that's happening in your life, right? Um, or at least uh, some sort of scenario where, like, in your dream space, you can sort of solve, even though maybe you can't solve the actual problem in real life, right? Um, but sometimes I feel like I just have a dream, and it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, like. I guess, like, when I woke up and um, had that thought that about the economy and being unscented, mm-hmm. like, what the hell could that possibly mean? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe it's because you didn't actually have the dream. Like, maybe you were starting to have that dream, whatever yeah. it was going to be, and then you woke up. And I was just sort of in that state of mind. Yeah. I see. I don't know. Okay, well... Um, I want to talk about something that's sort of related to dreams. It's it's a sort of a different kind of dream. Um, this is sort of like um, what you aspire to be, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, last week uh, off the air, you were telling me something about um, when you entered a talent show. <laughs> you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Um what kills me is that I must have blocked this out for years because I didn't remember any of any of this at all until I was um, at dinner with some friends a couple of years ago, and uh, it all sort of came back and and it was so mortifying and hilarious at the same time to me that I could barely even tell the story without like laughing and crying. Um, <laughs> So, so I don't think you know this about me because I'm pretty sure that like, I'm pretty sure I didn't tell anybody when this happened. Um, so we'll see. Maybe you'll remember it. Maybe you won't. Well, uh, I guess before we get started, I do remember you being in one talent show when you were in like, uh, third grade grade. maybe. Right. Um, when you, you sang a song and dressed up as Michael Jackson. Yes, I sing Heal the World. Yeah, and you ended up, like, winning second place or something, right? Yeah, I got, a, I got like, a gift certificate to a hair salon, and I bought a bunch of scrunchies. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I also remember, I mean, you were in the newspaper, like, the actual, yeah. like, city newspaper. There was a picture yeah. of you looking like Michael Jackson, so that was kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of, like, I even, like, cross-dressed for the part, which for girls, I mean, it's not really cross-dressing. I wore, like, like a pants suit. 
Um, yeah, and I mean, in the entertainment world, um, a lot of times, you know, men will dress like women anyway, or like have women sort of features. Yeah, I mean, Michael Jackson had somewhat feminine features, so... Right. And his hair was longer then, so, like, I had a little ponytail, and, um... <laughs> so, you know, Dad made all those DVDs of, like, our, uh, like, home videos and stuff from when we were younger. Uh-huh. And so you've probably had to... Well, I don't know if you bothered to rewatch it, but there are two performances of that talent show. One, uh, one at the 4-H talent show thing that the city did... And then another one, I did the same song with a friend of mine at um, the school talent show. <laughs> and when Dad uh, gave me all those DVDs, Josh and I had gone to visit, and um, <laughs> we made Josh sit through, like, hours <laughs> upon hours of our home videos and two performances of Heal the World. <laughs> um but yeah, so but this talent show is not that talent show, so I'm pretty sure you don't know about this. <laughs> okay, so um, let's set the stage a little bit. When okay. when was this? All right, so this, you know, I thought for a while I was in fourth grade, but now that I think about it, you and Andrew, I believe, were in junior high, so I was in fifth grade, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, we had just started taking taekwondo. So, um, I was probably a white belt or possibly a yellow belt at this term. Sure. But very excited about. Very excited. Like kicks, various types of kicks. Yes. Roundhouses. (laughs) Yes. And it was, um, actually I don't think I knew roundhouse yet. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'll get to that. But, um, I think this (laughs) was also fairly soon after Mortal Kombat came out. So like 95. More like Mortal Kombat 3, probably. The one that we owned, right? Uh, no, 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 not the game, the movie. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, yeah. Sorry, that was that was Duke barking. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so the movie had come out. Remember, we went and saw it in the theater, and then um, I bought the soundtrack to that movie. Right, um, and it had that it had the titular song, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that do 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 do. Or is that no? That's that's Mission <laughs> Impossible, isn't it? <laughs> This is the one where the guy at the very beginning goes, Mortal Kombat! Yeah, and, and it's kind of techno it's like, Yeah, it's a techno song. Okay. Um, so I owned this on CD, right? And uh, this was a talent show that I think was only for my grade, but it was like both classes. And it was towards the end of the day. So all day, you know, like I was like nervous and excited about this talent show. We did it in the gym. Um at Garfield Elementary School in Kansas. And um, I don't even know how to how to describe this. So um, basically, I just thought to myself, I'm going to do karate. And it's going to be super impressive because I'm really great at karate. <laughs> and everyone will be impressed. And <laughs> I did not actually like plan out what I was going to do. Okay. So I I brought my my uniform and my belt and I changed into it before the talent show. And um all of the fifth grade students sort of sat in like a little half circle, like facing you know, like where the um well this doesn't matter, but they're like restrooms at the back of the gym. That was like the backdrop to my performance. Uh-huh. And 
Um, so I popped in the CD and I played the song. But if you remember that song, it's like really, really long. Yeah, that song's like four or five minutes. Yeah, or possibly longer. I'm not sure. It certainly <laughs> felt longer. Now, the only things that I had been taught, like, um, the only forms I had learned at that point were the first two forms you learn in Taekwondo, which are essentially the same. Right. Um, it's, like so it's down block. versus high punch, right? Yes, exactly. So, and they don't take that long to get through. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's I like maybe much... 25 seconds or so to yeah. get through the whole thing. Exactly. And it's, like, not impressive. It's, like, step, down block, step, punch, turn the other way, step, down block, step, punch. And so so I did the first one, and then I was like, well, I'll do the second one. So I did the same exact form with high punches <laughs> instead of mid punches. And then I still had all this time left, and so I was like, well, uh, I'll just throw some kicks in there. <laughs> so, so now I'm freeforming, and I'm basically just, like, sort of running around and kicking <laughs> and punching the air like an idiot. And the song will not end. And I was getting so tired. <laughs> and nobody looked impressed, right? Like, I kept looking out at the crowd, and they were just like, whatever, like, who cares? And so uh, I think at one point I'm, like, panting and sweating, and I think I just went over and turned off the song at one point. <laughs> but so here's the thing. I had planned a second thing to do. <laughs> Was it also uh, karate-related? No. <laughs> it had nothing to do with karate. So my second performance <laughs> was that I had brought my lizard. <laughs> um, and if you remember this lizard that I had, Ollie, uh -huh. um, he, it didn't move. spiny lizard. Yes, very scary looking, but it didn't really move. And the thing ate live crickets. And yeah. so I had brought, um, in fact, I think I had Dad drive over and bring um, my lizard and some crickets to school for this performance. <laughs> And I put him on his little leash that I had. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I showed everybody my lizard, and I set it down on the gym floor. And um, and I grabbed a couple of the crickets, and I put them in front of him, thinking he would eat them. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody would be like, oh, that's so cool, right? So I'm still sweating and panting in my karate uniform <laughs> with a lizard on a leash. <laughs> And I put the crickets on the floor, and they just hop away in different directions. <laughs> and the lizard does not move at all. Like, doesn't even turn an eye one direction or another. And I'm, like, shoving him across the floor towards the crickets. <laughs> like, I don't know, guys. Nobody really eats them. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> And he never did eat them. And so at one point, I don't know how long this, this whole thing has gone on at this point, but eventually one of the teachers came over and puts her hand on my shoulder. It's like, she's like, okay, I think that's enough. And I was like so bummed that like my karate performance didn't go the way I wanted it to and my stupid lizard didn't eat the crickets. And I don't even know what happened to those crickets. They just like hopped away. Um, so and it was at the... Sorry, go ahead. 
was dad there for this whole thing no. or did he just no, drop off he ollie and then leave yeah he he must have dropped it off like during lunch or something um because i'm pretty sure that dad would never have forgotten that <laughs> I think about it now sometimes, and I'm like, I'm so embarrassed for myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was at an age when I guess um, I didn't, I didn't find that embarrassing. I mean, I was, I was upset that I like didn't do my best, you know. Uh-huh. So at the time, you weren't embarrassed. You were just, yeah, you were just sort of bummed out that it didn't go exactly yeah. as planned. Yeah. That everyone wasn't like super impressed with you. Yeah, they weren't like, oh, your lizard's so cool, and like, oh, you're so good at karate. <laughs> and that was, like, one of the last performances, too. And this was at the end of the day. And so, um, and if you, so I don't remember if this was, like, in the fall or spring semester. I don't think it was super cold outside. But, you know, we used to have to, like, ride our bikes home from school. Yeah. Um, I had to ride my bike home with my lizard in my karate uniform. <laughs> <laughs> windstorm <laughs> and the whole way home I was just like nobody liked my lizard <laughs> like, I was like so bummed out about it and but now I look back and I think like oh my god I must have looked so ridiculous <laughs> like I can't remember if I put the lizard back in like the box that dad had brought it in or if I had it like on my shoulder or something <laughs> <laughs> because you know I used to try to get it to like perch on my shoulder right. and instead crawl up into my hair and get all tangled <laughs> so anyway so that's my <laughs> that's my uh, talent show story that I I think I've repressed for a long time <laughs> yeah I've never heard of this story so maybe you were just so bummed out afterwards that you just didn't talk about it yeah, and yeah, I'm sure, like, I didn't tell any of you guys about it, because I I really thought that I didn't do very well. So. <laughs> so, so that's, I think that's probably a difference between you and me. Like, I feel like from a very young age, not from, you know, my enti- for my entire life, but I feel like from a very young, young age, maybe back to, like, second grade or so, um, I've always regarded everything that I'm doing as, like, super embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Like, at the time that I'm doing it. Um, I can't really give any specific examples at this <laughs> like moment, this, <laughs> but I just feel like... This podcast right uh, now? Are you embarrassed? <laughs> uh, no, I mean embarrassed when I know I'm doing something embarrassing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll try to think of something next time. <laughs> I do remember you telling me about riding your bike in Liberal and hitting a dip sign. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. And you were embarrassed about it. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Uh, yeah, so... I was, um... <laughs> I was also in my uh, karate gi at the time. <laughs> Why did Dad do this to us? <laughs> Uh, okay, for some reason I was wearing my karate gi. I have no idea why, because I was at a friend's house or something. Maybe, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I'm more like you than I thought. Maybe I didn't have this, uh, sense of, um, you know, sense of embarrassment at the time. Uh Because why the hell would I be over at a friend's house wearing my karate gi? (laughs) Because you thought it was cool. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) Um, 
so this happened. So I was on the way uh, on the way home. Um, there's like a little side road, little like access road along the main road. Um, I was riding my bike and I was holding a video game, um, like a Sega Genesis game. It probably was Mortal Kombat three. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so I'm holding it with one hand, and I'm riding my bike with the other hand, and along this access road, there's like a little dip, and this dip is so that, uh, you know, water from the from the main road can sort of flow across into the man-made lake that's right mm-hmm. on the other side of the road. And um, so there's like a sign on, on both sides of this dip, uh, you know, so that you can see it coming from either direction. <laughs> and... So I'm riding my bike with one hand, and I start start to go down the dip, and I start losing control, because I'm only, you know, holding on with one hand, uh-huh. and at this point, things are going really bad. <laughs> so when I get back to the other side of the dip, I'm sort of on the other side of the road, and I'm going off the road, and basically I run straight into the sign on the other side <laughs> that lets you know that there's a dip there. <laughs> um... And I remember just sort of, uh, like, flipping over the handlebars. I don't know why I was going so fast. Um, That's probably why you lost control. Probably. I was still holding the game in my hand. I remember that. That's the important thing. But, yeah, you know, now that you mentioned that, um, that is something really embarrassing that I did. <laughs> even the Even the setup was embarrassing. And I sort of didn't realize how embarrassing that was at the time. I know, isn't that so strange? <laughs> like, I was a weird kid. <laughs> like, I was super weird, and I had no idea how weird I was. <laughs> like, it's kind of adorable now, but it's still very strange. Okay, on that note, I think, um, let's take a quick break for a second. Okay. Okay, uh, we're back from that break. Um so, Melanie, is there anything uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Um, yeah, so uh, I was getting coffee with a couple of my friends from our program here. Um, and so for those listeners, those many of you out there who, who don't know, <laughs> I'm in an MFA program for creative writing, and uh, we'll graduate at the end of the semester. Uh, or that's the plan anyway. And so um, the handful of, of other people in my year, we uh, have been talking about what jobs and things we're going to have when we leave here. Um, because an MFA in creative writing, it's considered a terminal degree, but it doesn't really, uh, it doesn't actually qualify you for like teaching at a university. I mean, it does. It's sort of like a minimum, minimum yeah, like a minimum requirement, but um, but you still have to have, like, books published and teaching experience and all this other stuff. So um, so most of the people who I know who have graduated from an MFA program, they don't actually go into teaching. <laughs> and uh, um, and so we were talking about the kinds of jobs that some of my friends are, are thinking of doing. Okay. Now, yeah, so, so our... Um, one of our faculty members, he's sort of uh, an advisor to most of us, because um, he's sort of been, he's been through everything with us. Um, he, he has suggested that one of our students become a fireman. 
Um, because okay. he'll have plenty of time to write. And he's kind of like, he's a tall, like, bigger guy. Like, not not fat, like, tall, muscular. Um, and could probably pass the physical with no problem. And so Rest was like, yeah, you should, you should be a fireman. And we were sort of like, okay, so he gets a graduate degree and you're suggesting fireman. Um, and so this has sort of been a running joke for the last several months um, that this has been proposed. And uh, I was talking with um, my friends Anna and Camille about this the other day. And and um, uh, Camille was telling me sort of what her, her plans are. And she's applied to some... Uh, some different things that she is interested in doing. And then her plan B is um, to move to Philadelphia and become a security guard at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. Okay. And all of us, when she said that, were like, that's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be like the best job because you just get to go and look at art all day <laughs> and you just can walk around so you're not like sitting all the time and then like you'll never have to bring anything home from work from that kind of job right mm -hmm. so in your evenings or time off or whatever you have plenty of time to keep writing and working on your book and stuff so we, we decided we would try to think of other jobs um like that that would be uh, a good match for those of us graduating um and so for anna i suggested that she become a crossing guard <laughs> crossing guard yeah does that pay well i doubt it does that pay at all i'm not really sure i think you might volunteer <laughs> but then we thought anything with guard in it might be also a good job it's like a lifeguard or something what about like a coast guard yeah that sounds a little more involved but yeah. uh but yeah yeah there's probably not a lot of time for writing probably not if you're in the coast guard yeah, it's a little more high stakes. Um, we didn't really come up with very many <laughs> options, but it's just any job that ends with guard. Any Somebody job that like, ends with uh, guard, Scotch guard, scientist. <laughs> Is that yep. a job? Uh, maybe Scotch guard scientist. <laughs> Hello, sure. sir. What do you do? I'm a Scotch guard scientist. <laughs> I keep your clothes from getting dirt on them <laughs> yeah um okay so i mean i guess the point is just finding a job where you can sort of sort of just like a nine to five job or maybe not even a nine to five job something that pays decent but where you don't really need to use your brain for the whole day mm -hmm. um so that you can sort of spend your off hours uh doing what you really love yes and, and, you know, and then we were talking about, um, you know, like how much money would you have to make to be comfortable and, um, and, you know, we're all poor, so, sure. <laughs> so working like a retail job, um, or doing something like an art security guard job, uh, they probably don't pay a ton. But if it was just, you know, like, enough. Like, we were all talking about, like, how great it would be to make $30,000 a year. <laughs> sure. And how, like, you could have everything you needed. <laughs> and would be totally fine. Um, and so I just think it's really funny that uh, we've all gone through at least one graduate program. Some of us multiple graduate programs. And are, um, have a terminal degree. But 
um, for the most part, we're looking at jobs that you don't even have to have graduated high school for. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, would you have preferred somebody to tell you that before you went into the program? That, you know, when you get out, you're not going to be able to do anything with this, you know, until you get published or whatever? Yeah, I don't think it was a mystery. (laughs) I mean, for the most part, I felt informed about that. Um, so it's, it's not a shock, you know, I mean, I do think that people who go into an MFA program should be aware of that because it's not a degree that's necessarily going to qualify you for much more than teaching. And yeah, you you have to have these other, you can't teach unless you have some other experience. I mean, you can teach at a community college or sometimes you can adjunct teaching lower level English classes somewhere. Um, but adjuncting really doesn't pay well at all and you get no benefits usually. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, some people use their writing background and qualifications to get a job where they're doing a lot of writing, but it's not necessarily, um, you know, creative writing or whatever. So like, uh, like copywriter somewhere or. Yeah. I mean, some people do freelance kind of stuff or they, you know, work for a company where they're writing lots of like, I don't know, press releases or, um, memos <laughs> i don't know i don't know what they write but right uh yeah the company i work for has um a couple of writers that do basically just that yeah um i don't know that they necessarily have um you know backgrounds in creative writing but yeah i could see how that would be sort of a, a crossover profession yeah and the thing about that is i i assume if you've made it through college that you're probably qualified for all of those jobs <laughs> i mean uh, not everybody has great writing skills, but when I think about people that I went to college with, any of them could do those kinds of jobs. Um, as, you know, as long as you can write clearly um, and communicate effectively, you don't need an MFA. <laughs> you know, like sure. So I'm pretty much overqualified. You don't need to be able to like figure out the perfect metaphor for whatever this uh, product is that you're selling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you so don't I'm overqualified for to read like a dream. Yeah, um, that was a really yeah. bad metaphor and bad prose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but unlike my classmates, um, you know, I'm looking at PhD programs. I'm just going to further uh, <laughs> further overqualify myself for sure. pretty much every job out there, except the one I want, which is to teach. Um, at a university, so we'll see. Well, okay, so your plan is to get um, a PhD in, what's the what's the degree? Um, so the, the places that I've applied to, they have sort of, it's not really a dual degree, but it's a, it's a PhD in, um, in English with a creative writing, like emphasis, like my dissertation can be a book, like a creative book rather than a critical paper or critical dissertation. Okay. But I will also be studying literature and probably some theory and stuff too. And so the the end result is that you'll have a degree where you can um, sort of get a job uh, as a professor at a university. In theory, yes. Or I guess potentially just as a professional writer. Is that a possibility, or are you sort of just now thinking uh, that you're going to be teacher? 
Well, very few people make it as a professional writer and actually earn enough money to live off of. Um, even people who have published several books, often that's not their primary source of income. Um, so I'm not really counting on that happening, but um, the difference between a PhD and an MFA for me would be that with the MFA, um, I'm qualified to teach things like creative writing and lower level English classes that I've already been teaching. But a PhD would open me up to be able to teach literature classes and other kinds of classes, upper level classes. Uh, so, so you could teach people that are sort of at your level right now? Yes, for creative writing. So you sort of further, you sort of further this circle of uh, students coming in, getting a degree that they can't do anything with. <laughs> yes, and this is one of the biggest complaints people have about creative writing degrees, um, because most people can't actually get a job once they get the degree, um, and so it's, they sort of just flood the market of all these people that are looking for creative writing jobs, and there just aren't that many of them. So the nice thing about the PhD is I'll be able to teach creative writing, but I'll also be able to teach other classes. So, Okay, like what types of classes? Like I could, whatever, um, whatever literature I sort of specialize in or concentrate most on, um, I would be able to teach those classes. So I might end up teaching like postmodern literature or something like that, in addition to being able to teach creative writing classes, both at the graduate level. Okay, so basically something fancy, uh, fancy class. Well, I mean, <laughs> not necessarily fancy. Sure. I mean, that sounds fancy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's mostly just like I mean, teaching like contemporary literature or teaching nineteenth-century American literature or whatever, whatever literature you're sort of you focus on. Okay, so maybe maybe fancy was a little bit too strong. <laughs> just something more specific than English. Yeah, like most most English teachers don't teach like every type of literature. Right. They usually specialize in a time period or something like that. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know, was there something else you wanted to talk about? Uh, <laughs> no, that's pretty degree? much it. <laughs> okay. Um, so... Moving on, last week we, we sort of uh, put out uh, put out a call for other people to call us on our call-in line. That was a lot of calls in that sentence. <laughs> um, we did get a couple of calls this week. Um, so I guess I'll just go ahead and play them. This first one uh, is actually from uh, sort of an unexpected listener. Oh, okay. Um his uh, his name is Javier. He used to work with uh, with Lauren when she worked um, for OFA here okay. in Dallas, and then he moved to California for school, and then recently moved out to Miami um, to focus on the campaign out there. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I'm really stalling here because I'm looking for the for the audio file. <laughs> uh, Hi, Javier. That's, yeah, that's sort of the context. So yeah, we're really happy that we have you know. At least one listener that's not our mom. <laughs> right. Um, Lauren has told me that she hasn't listened to the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure she's busy. Well, yeah, she works like 14-hour days, so. Yeah. Um, 
I'm calling late about the naming thing. What about MK Chivalry? Kind of a take on Mortal Kombat trilogy. Just because the internet loves nerdy game references. <laughs> Okay, so so I'm not certain uh, if everyone was able to hear that. Hopefully, I can go back and make that a little louder when we uh, when we put this podcast out. But I think he was suggesting we uh, we call the podcast uh, <laughs> MK something. Did you catch what he said? It, it, I thought he said trilogy, but it sounded like there was an S, like syllogy. Okay, well let me uh, let me see if I can boost the volume okay. just a little bit more. And we'll play it again. Okay. Uh, I haven't listened to this either. And, the, of course, the Google text thing, um, the Google translation was no help again. So. <laughs> okay. All right, here goes. Okay. Uh, naming thing. What about MK Chivalry? Kind of a take on Mortal Kombat trilogy. Just because the internet loves nerdy game references. Uh, okay, so I think that word was Sibylry. Sibylry. Sibylry, so sort of a mix between uh, sibling and I think he said trilogy. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay. But I love that it was Mortal Kombat because that's kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really was perfect. Uh, <laughs> we didn't plan that out in advance. There's nothing in the in the uh, Google Voice text translation that said anything about Mortal Kombat. Um yeah, that's a that's a really good suggestion. We're gonna throw that in the pile along with uh, uh, two peas in a podcast. Um, hey, mom. Uh, what was that Irish handsome boy Declan. name? Declan. <laughs> Declan. Um, and uh, actually, I actually did a little bit of investigating. Um, there actually is a podcast called uh, Two Peas in a Podcast. Mm. So, unfortunately, we probably can't use that name. What about uh, two peas in a mom cast? <laughs> um, I didn't look that one up. I just assumed that nobody would pick that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did search for Hey Mom. Um, there are a couple of podcast episodes called Hey Mom from various podcasts, but I couldn't mm-hmm. find any actual podcast called Hey Mom, so that's always an option. Okay. Uh, we could go with something like really long and maybe uh maybe it has lots of colons in it like uh two sibs uh colon two peas in a mom cast colon hey mom colon the true lifetime story yeah colon <laughs> mk uh Sivalry. 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 <laughs> Civ- yeah uh and then we have some like weird um abbreviation Okay, so um, that was a good call. Uh, thanks, Javier. Thanks for calling in. Um, yeah. If anybody out there, you know, has any other name ideas, uh, you know, please feel free to call in and let us know. Probably we're going to pick a name before the next podcast uh, goes live, um, just so that we can, you know, put this out on iTunes or whatever with a real name. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, but if you do... If you do think of a name, send it in, and we'll discuss it probably uh, off-air. Um, but we'll still play it next episode. So, uh, But you can also always call in for any other reason. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we did get one more call. A um, little bit of context. Uh, this is Mom. 
<laughs> uh, I believe she has listened to the first two episodes. Yeah. Uh, so she's all caught up. So let me just go ahead and play this. Hi there. This is your mother, and I am enjoying your podcast. I just wanted to let you know that I am not, in fact, a Wiccan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, I am finding it rather humorous. Really loved the pet names Rorio and Riley Pants. I think that those are adorable. <laughs> and uh, in fact, there are four Baldwin brothers. There is oh. Alec, Stephen, Daniel, and Billy Baldwin. Uh, okay, I'm going to pause it right here. Uh, <laughs> what was what were the Baldwin or what was the third Baldwin name that we came up with last time? Zerk. <laughs> <laughs> but I did come up with Daniel before that. You did I come knew up with Daniel. Daniel. And uh, Billy. I can't believe I left off Billy. Billy he might have been the one that... Yeah. He might have been the one that was in that awful movie you described. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Steven. Steven? Okay. Yeah. I'm almost positive. All right. Okay. Let's play the rest of this call. <laughs> okay. Thanks to Google.com. Um, and <clears throat> wanted to say that uh, I think that the name of your podcast if you could do something like um, like along the lines of six degrees of separation so maybe um, so, so that it you would have to determine what the um, how how this person that calling calling in is actually related to you <laughs> uh, to the Sweeney's or the Bowens or both in some way or another and that might be part of the part of fun of having someone call in is, um, you know, the whole uh, Kevin Bacon six degrees of separation thing. So anyway, just wanted to say enjoying the podcast and um, hoping that you guys find a name soon. But that's my two cents worth. And um, yeah, thanks. Bye. (laughs) Oh, mom, I love you. (laughs) Yeah, that was a great call. It was a great call. Uh, that was almost as good as the guy who called in last week and just spouted gibberish for 12 seconds and then said, I love you. Uh, no, who am I kidding? That was way better. Yeah. Um, okay, so what do you think about the idea of calling the podcast Kevin Bacon? <laughs> what about just bacon? Bacon? Um. Two bacons in a mom cast? <laughs> I do like the idea of um, sort of determining how the caller is related to us. Uh So anytime somebody calls in, I think there's probably two options. Um, One option is we could just have them tell us how they're related to us. Mm -hmm. So sort of make them do all the work. Right. Uh, The other option is for them to just uh, give us a name and maybe how they know us. And then we'll sort of go to, uh, what, like genealogy.com. (laughs) <laughs> and find the, you know, the great, great, great ancestor that's common between us. That um, seems a little excessive. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think we could probably just be like, how do you know us? <laughs> sure. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't think Kevin Bacon's actually related to all those people. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, if they're calling in um, and we know them, we probably know how we know them. Right, yeah. I think the thing is, if 
uh, if they're calling in and we don't know them, are we going to put the onus on them to figure it out or us? Probably them, because we might not ever find out. Like, what if one of our friends tells one of their friends who we don't know, and then that friend listens to the podcast and they call in and they're like, hey, I'm Dirk. And we'll be like... Dirk Baldwin. Yeah, we'll be like, Dirk? Dirk Baldwin? Um, like, I know you from the time that I said that you were less than human. <laughs> I mean, we would just have no way of knowing how how they knew us, you know, unless we knew the friend well enough to know that they had told a friend. Sure. So, okay. So if you're out there and you're a listener and you don't know who we are, <laughs> um, I'm probably wondering why you're listening to this show. <laughs> um, but yeah, next time you call us, uh, just call in and you know tell us how you know us. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. We'll probably say something funny about that. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay, so, I mean, is there any podcast name that you think we can come up with that's sort of related to this sort of, uh, six degrees relationship thing? Well, I mean, degrees of separation could be an interesting name because it does get at the Kevin Bacon thing. Um, and also, like degrees of separation from reality <laughs> like uh you know when we start talking about babies having gills <laughs> sure i mean we could just call it degrees of separation this show is a bunch of bullshit yeah that works <laughs> uh i mean this show is completely factually based yeah um Okay, so degrees of separation from reality? Is that the yeah, or just, I sort of just like degrees of separation. Degrees of separation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, well, we'll throw that into the mix, too. Um, and before next week's show, we will come up with a name. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you, Javier. Thank you, Mom, for calling in. Um, if you want to call in... Uh, you can call us at 424-2SIBS99. Uh, that name will also change. Uh, that number will change once we come up with a new name, probably. Um, you can also email us at 2SIBSpodcast at gmail.com. That's the number 2 S-I-B-S um, podcast at gmail. Um, okay, so uh, I guess before we before we end the show... Um, I just want to uh, probably start a new segment here where I, where I call it uh, Kyle Apologizes for the Things He Said. <laughs> um, and I want to go back to the first, uh, first episode of the podcast when I confused the words Wiccan and <laughs> Coven. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like uh, if we had an audience, I'd be getting a lot of emails about this. <laughs> um but so far I haven't gotten any. But still, I feel like I need to apologize. Um, I believe I, I said that witches uh, were in a Wiccan, uh, which <laughs> is not true. A witch is a Wiccan, and right. a group of Wiccans is a coven. Yeah, I was a little confused about what you were saying at the time. <laughs> oh, so you're saying that uh, 
you knew what the what the real word was. <laughs> yeah. You just didn't want to tell me. Well, <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were saying Anne, like, Anne Awicken, instead of, like, in Awicken. I thought you were saying, like, this person is Anne Awicken. And I was like, why are you adding an A? <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, Anne? Anne Awicken? Yeah. What is, wait, I'm, I'm confused. What does that so mean? So, like, okay, so, like, if the word was Awicken. Uh-huh. Rather than Wiccan, then you might. I thought you were saying like, "Oh, so and so is an a Wiccan." Oh, you you were thinking uh, that I was just adding the letter A to the beginning of Wiccan, yes. and that you would pronounce, you know, the article before that word would be an instead of yes. A. But you were saying that person is in a Wiccan. Yes. <laughs> so, so I mean, did you get confused? Um, when I was talking about uh, whipsters and how <laughs> how they just want to wear the clothes, but they never want to go to an Wiccan. Well, yeah, I was a little confused by the last part of that, but well. but you just sort of rolled with it because yeah, you're, I- you're a podcasting professional, <laughs> right? Well, I didn't realize until like towards the end that that's what you were saying. And so by that point, I was just like, all right, well, I didn't correct him, so I guess it's on both of us. <laughs> okay. Um, are are we at a point where you want to wrap up, or do you want to keep talking? Um, I'm fine either way. But Mom told me she emailed us, too. Did you oh, happen she did. to get an email? Um, let me check my email. All right. She told you she called in? She told me she called in and that she also emailed us. So. Okay. Uh, okay, so my apologies. Um, we actually got an email from Mom, too. Um, this is the first email that we've gotten at our uh, Two Sibs podcast account. Woo-hoo. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Uh, okay, so she says, Okay, so you two are very funny. I was laughing out loud again today. I was going to buy you a nest pillow, so I'm glad I listened in. <laughs> Can't wait for the next one, smiley face. Uh, love you guys, Mom. That's sweet. Yeah, that is sweet. Um, I'm assuming she's talking uh, about you when she says that she's <laughs> going to buy you a nest pillow. <laughs> she doesn't actually mention your name. <laughs> so I feel like maybe she was just addressing that part of the email to you. Probably. Although, I don't know, she might have felt like you needed one. Um, I should also mention that I did a little bit of investigating uh, <laughs> nest pillows, uh-huh. uh, because, you know, last time we mentioned having, you know, a potential sponsorship with them. Yeah. And, um, you said you couldn't remember who made it. Yeah. Or maybe you just never knew. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I went to Google and I just sort of typed in, uh, pregnant, pregnancy nest pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got about 40 different things that came back. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, most of them were just like, um, sort of like a wedge-shaped thing that I assumed was way too small to be what you're talking about. You're talking about a thing that's sort of like a U-shape, yeah. where the the length of the U is about body length, or maybe a little um, less than body length. Well... Uh, if you're lying in it, the, like, 
all the way down your back. Uh, the legs go to, like, around your knees. Okay, so, like, three-fourths body length. Yeah. Yeah, because the pillow that I saw, um, it was uh, 100% organic. Um, it was filled with um, 100% organic, uh, environmentally safe, cracked buckwheat uh, husks. <laughs> I'm not certain what those are, uh-huh. but this pillow was fil- full of those. Um, and it looked sort of like uh, if you had like maybe an orange wedge. Um, mm-hmm. Except white, it was that shape. Oh, okay. So not the not the pillow you're talking about. No. Okay. I'll have to I'll have to look at the package. I'm sure we still have it. Okay. Yeah, and if you can, um, you know, give me a name so that I can email these people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just see if they'd be interested in, you know, throwing us some pillows or maybe even a few dollars. <laughs> we'll do a pitch at the end of every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to the same company. I just I'll just email them, you know, a link to the website. I'll be like, listen to this podcast. <laughs> the whole thing. We mention you at the very end. <laughs> um and our business proposal is at the very end as well. So <laughs> Yeah. Uh okay. Um so before we wrap up, I want to talk uh about one more thing. Okay. And that is um music. Mm-hmm. So, for Christmas, um, Mom bought me an electric guitar, mm-hmm. um, and I I don't have any sort of musical talent. Um, I've played <laughs> Guitar Hero and Rock Band, uh, but I don't really feel like those skills you know translate over more than about twenty percent or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to sort of talk about one specific thing, and that is uh, the concept of jamming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, previously, I guess b- before I got this guitar and started practicing with it, anytime somebody said, oh yeah, we went to this show and it was just the band up on stage for 30 minutes just jamming out, mm-hmm. all I could think about was, okay, so you got high and went to this <laughs> concert where the band was high and you guys both <laughs> shared this high musical experience together. How fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um... But then I started um, started learning how how I could make sort of rhythmic noises on the guitar um, <laughs> without necessarily like knowing all the chords or knowing sort of the musical theory for like chord progression and things like that. Just mm-hmm. sort of experimenting, playing around with different rhythms and different maybe notes on the same string, um, and then sort of before I realized it, I had been like playing these like three or four notes on the same string in this sort of rhythmic way for like 30 minutes. <laughs> um, and then it sort of dawned on me that I had probably just been jamming out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I wasn't high, uh, completely sober. Um, but it was, it was really fun. Um, and now I feel like maybe I've been initiated a little bit into the music <laughs> creation world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I know that you have a guitar and you play a little bit. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Um, 
I have an acoustic guitar, so I'm sure jamming out on the acoustic guitar is probably not quite as cool. Sure. Um, Because it doesn't make weird noises and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I've definitely spent, you know, long stretches at a time just playing the same few chords over and over again. Yeah, because they they sound pretty good. Yeah. uh, And because you're sort of making the noises, there's sort of a... A little bit of like of a discovery element to it, um, mm-hmm. like a creation element. Uh, like I know that probably nobody wants to listen to this, <laughs> but I really enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm happy to be you know making these three notes, you know, over and over again. Yeah, the part of uh, the scenario you described of somebody going to a concert or whatever and them jamming out that sort of baffles me is. Uh, I can see as the musician that being enjoyable, (laughs) but (laughs) as the audience, not so much. Right. Uh, Although when you have a band that plays together a lot and they sort of like know each other well, they can probably jam out and it still sounds really great. Um, Yeah, they sort of become good at that um, improvisational music. Yeah. Um, I was watching a thing on TV... uh, about a year ago, maybe, of this band that sort of, they they rehearse a little bit, um, and they sort of learn the songs about 50% of the way, and then when they uh, get to their concert, they just sort of make up the rest based on <laughs> what the crowd is giving back to them. Huh. I'm not entirely certain how that works, uh, <laughs> but they seem to really dig it, and their fans also seem to really dig it. Huh. Um. I just said, dig it. (laughs) That's Uh, probably pretty cool for their fans, because I'm sure, depending on what show you go to, it's going to sound different, so... Yeah, I feel like like you can only do that with, like, a small, dedicated fan base. Yeah. Like, you can't really grow that into something that's, you know, mass-market consumable. Right. Um, So maybe you can do enough to be, you know, somewhat successful, you know, enough to get... uh, to get by. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like you could ever, like, put out a record based on some weird uh, fan feedback improv show. Yeah. You could maybe sell, like, a live record or something from one of your shows. Yeah. Of course, then you'll have all the, you know, all the true fans will be like, oh, yeah, it's just not the same. You know, <laughs> they actually created that music specially for me. You know, when you just listen to it on a record that's pre-recorded, man. You weren't even at the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be like um, those... Is it blues or or jazz where it's about the notes you don't play? It's jazz, uh, right? I assume it's jazz, yeah. I don't know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Another thing we don't know anything about. <laughs> uh... Okay, so that's music. Um, uh, I'm having fun trying to learn things on the guitar. You sort of you sort of learn to realize that a lot of songs, if it doesn't have like a big guitar solo in it somewhere, mm-hmm. um, are really simple on guitar. Like yeah. most of the songs that I enjoy, I realize that I enjoy it for the vocals, mm-hmm. or maybe a combination of the vocals and the guitar part. Um, but very rarely 
like if you were to just strip out the drumming and the bass guitar and the vocals and just listen to <laughs> the guitar part of a song yeah it's not super you'd, exciting you'd maybe recognize like you know the 20 seconds uh, uh during the chorus or whatever but yeah it's not that exciting to listen to yeah <laughs> all right uh that kind of went nowhere uh we need um i guess speaking of music we need uh some sort of intro and outro music for this thing mm-hmm. and also maybe uh between the segments music mm-hmm. so maybe you could just jam <laughs> i was thinking about record that. it uh like that would probably work for the between segments music. Um, yeah. Because I could probably uh, just make it sound kind of funny. Yeah. Um, just like record for for 20 minutes and then just like randomly uh, sample things out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the intro and outro music has to be a little more produced. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. <laughs> um how would you feel about uh, writing a song? <laughs> Me writing a song? Well, maybe just writing some lyrics. Sort of like a jingle, you know, mm-hmm. that we would uh, play for the intro. I could play the guitar, you could sing. <laughs> or maybe we could both sing, we could harmonize. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, since you're uh, two weeks away from having to turn in um your uh uh what's it called my thesis yeah your thesis that i should just dump as much work on you as possible (laughs) yeah well when we'll have to come up with our name sure that i could write something with the name in it okay so So come up with the name too uh okay so that, like, that I could rhyme Kevin for... Bacon and Degrees of Separation pretty easily, so. If that was, if we called it Degrees of Separation, I could I could probably work something out. <laughs> work something in there with Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so that's something, maybe hopefully by next time we'll have some theme music, uh, because I, f- um, I feel like that's something you need to have a professional podcast. Sure. Uh, I mean, I guess it would help to be paid. I guess that's what really makes something professional, is if you get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least something that's professional quality. Sure. Uh, so maybe by next time we can come up with something. It could be simple. It could just be temporary until we find some like real uh, free licensed music. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, just kind of throwing that out there as something to think about. All right. Okay. Maybe we should have, maybe people who call in... Um, should vote on whether or not they think that we'll come up with a good song. And then... Just an uh, up or down vote? Yes. <laughs> yes or no? Like, yes, I believe you'll do fine, or no, your jingle's gonna suck. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. You know, if you're out there, you're listening to this podcast, um, based on what you've heard from the first three episodes, <laughs> do you think it's possible for us to come up with a good... Uh, theme song for the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. You can just call in, give us a one-word answer. Uh, you can tell us your name if you want. It doesn't really matter. Um, 
for next week, I'll tally up the results. Uh, I'll play your call if you say something more than just yes or no. <laughs> Um, and then maybe the episode after that, we'll actually play something, uh, that we've created. How's that sound? Yeah. That sounds good. They should also, when, so people, when you call in to trash us or to encourage us, you should also say what name you like. Uh, yeah, that's true. Although by then, hopefully we'll have picked a name. Right. But if they call in soon. Yeah. If you call in before, um... Let's say next Saturday. Uh, today is uh, February 12th. So if you call in before next Saturday, which is February uh, 18th, then uh, we will take your your uh, name suggestion into consideration, and we might even use it. So uh, if you're out there, please call in, give us a name, give us an up or down vote on whether or not we can create uh a podcast theme song. Uh, call us. Call us if you just want to talk about something. Um, you can call us and just not say anything. <laughs> just call us. Uh, I'll try to try to say that as undesperately as possible. <laughs> Is undesperately a word? <laughs> I don't know. Non-desperately. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Well, I'm going to cut out all this thing about me being desperate. Um. Okay, so I think that's probably going to wrap up the show then. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Javier and Mom, for, for calling in. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye.